On this week's episode of the Superhero Hour Hour, who will be best actor? Will the finale of Jessica Jones bring Marvel Netflix's train into the station? Will Superboy be super, comma, boy? Find out now! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet, period. But because of that, it is also the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am Taylor. I am your host for the evening. I'm going to be walking you right on down the misty trail up the mountain of Chatterman with Superman. But Superman may be not on this show because we're talking about other superhero shows and that is how we get to the peak of content with me as always is ryan but it, any other like bodies of water on the mountain that we're walking down no we're not walking there are down. no it, bodies no, no it's a mountain in the middle of a desert as okay. a matter of fact a desert mountain yes it's a desert mountain that's the worst kind of mountain that you know what dessert mountain is the worst kind of mountain mm, oh i mean it's sticky disagree You'll get trip, you'll get fudge all over you. Look, your everyone likes There's a little bit of dessert. No. A dessert mountain? You can you can come back for it later. Oh, mm, good. In the middle of the desert, come back for more dessert. Well, you you never specified that the dessert mountain is in a desert. That's silly. It's clear. Why would you build it there? Because that's where the creeps are. They will are. come. Also with me is, uh, yeah, well, also with me is Mike. Hi. It's weird that you used my last name in your, like, landscape topography thing. Mike Chatterman. We never talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, he's Mr. Chatterman. He pronounced it right, too. You know, there's that whole Chatterman yeah, part of saying the name. Yeah, um, there's eight umlauts just surround the U. I think you there's several Uma Thurmans. <laughs> yeah. well, I think so. I subscribe to the several Uma Thurmans theory. Well, yeah. it, it brings me back to the ultimate philosophical question. How many Uma Thurmans does it take to eat an entire dessert mountain? And I think it's actually just the one. All of those other Uma Thurman clones, get the fuck out of here. She killed them on her way to Dessert Mountain. And well, now I she th- has all the power. I, yeah, I think each of the distinct 12 Uma Thurmans vibrating at different frequencies mm. uh, mm. can each have their own Dessert Mountain. And now she rules it with an iron fist. Yeah. Is that what the Big Rock Candy Mountain is? Yeah. No, it I was- thought that was crack. It was crack for homeless people. Oh! No, that's, that's the that's surface even- level. But if you like really dig into the song... It's Uma Thurman's Dessert Mountain. I think in the song they mentioned that they go, and like I don't want to shit on homeless people unless they pay me for it. They talk about how they all bathe in lemonade, like that they drink. They all they're all finally going to get as much lemonade as they want, mm. but they're going to go swim in it. And I just don't like the idea of drinking what you're swimming in. You did that Drew you, Carey episode didn't do anything for you. Did Drew Carey swim in lemonade? No, they were in a giant beer tank. And yeah, then they were just dr- by hours and. So, but Lewis was we, peeing in it the whole time. We don't talk about the Drew Carey show enough. Yeah, that show, it was that great. show erased from popular culture memory. Yeah. for some reason it was huge. Yeah, do you guys think it's terrible? Like if we went back I and watched it now, I bet it holds up better than other shows people fucking rewatch yeah. over and over and over again. His brother was a crossdresser. Mm-hmm. So, and the best part of the Walking Dead franchise. Yeah. Wait, what? His brother, the the Drew Carey is part of the Walking Deadiverse. Oh, he I trained Morgan in the stick. I was I was unaware of that. And then he was the Zodiac killer. Oh, yeah, 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 the Zodiac killer. I remember that. <laughs> he is my by far my favorite actor whose name I cannot and yeah. will never remember. 
He's the last true remaining character actor. It's one of those three name actors. Like, that's too many names for me to remember. Yeah. Bruce Gordon Joseph. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'll remember her. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. That's my favorite member of the the Crash Bandicoot universe. Is the Cootiverse. Yeah, the Cootiverse. Who is the doctor who he's he's a mad doctor. He's a mad scientist. Mad like crazy or mad like, oh, I'm both, fucked up again. Both. He's both, buddy. He's he's real he's real ornery and he's also a little off his rocker, which is why they named him Doctor Insane. <laughs> but let's remember that mad does mean like crazy. Because yes. mad means crazy. Superman does mad. Yeah, crazy. I don't. I don't know what the fuck yeah, he was doing. Like a weird, like good or well situation. Joke. So you do know exactly what I'm talking. Don't <laughs> I know pretend like you don't. I know. know what you were doing, but it was so bad that it broke my brain. Understanding it is not like condoning it. You can understand it, but still like be upset that I said it. I. I'm, but be upset. Don't be mad. I, I Superman's upset. God damn it! I am so. I'm just gonna cut. We're not doing this anymore. I don't understand. We're not doing the show anymore. We're gonna come back later, and Ryan's not gonna be here, and we're gonna talk about Jessica Jones, John Carroll Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, fine. You can come back now. We're gonna move on to the Super Series Shishi Bullpen, where we give away some shishies. Now we're here in the Super Series Shishi Bullpen. This week it is earning its name by giving away some of the very self-named Shishi. Awards. This week, we are giving away the award for Best Actress. All right, gentlemen. Here we go. Hold on to your butts, because Melissa Benoist, Olivia Holt from Cloak & Dagger, Katie Lotz from Legends of Tomorrow, What? Lily Reinhart from Riverdale, and Kristen Ritter are all not nominated. What? They're not nominated. What is crazy about that? Uh, Betty's not on here. I know. Betty's fucking great. That's the biggest surprise right everybody else had their like day a couple years ago so Kristen Ritter you're not shocked by Kristen Ritter and Melissa Benoist are amazing but I think even even if you're a shining light in in a pretty crappy show yeah you're gonna get weighed down I guess the show hurts her but I still claim that Melissa Benoist is the greatest performer of Mm -hmm. any of our shows in history and disagree strong disagree just uh not a good enough show I guess Katie Lotz doesn't surprise you because what she's on an ensemble, even though we love her. I think we love it's her lots. partially she's on an ensemble, and also she sometimes can be broad. Like she, she sort of hits. And well, I this think is she, the supporting actress the, this category. Is, this is this is the main the lead actress category. Lead actress category. So my point stands. Yes. So I don't I don't I don't understand what that was. <laughs> Your nominees are. It's very hot in the studio. Yeah, we have to fix that air conditioning. No. Alan Tudyk, when you come over to pick up your awards, please fix the AC. Your nominees are from Doom Patrol. It's April Bowlby, who plays Far. Rita Far. Rita Far. <laughs> Elastigirl. Uh, she's fantastic. She's great. I love her so much. She is the best actress on this entire list at turning into a puddle. That is true. None of them can do that. Cannot and deny. It's- they slow burned her like she was just kind of one note and it's pompous asshole. And then more they shaved away. You're like, oh, shit. I know. And what I liked about it, and this is as much the show as her, but um, they went back like we every time we meet a pompous asshole, we just sort of assume they were born that way. But we go back through her entire backstory and find out how she's a tragic character like mm-hmm. the rest of Doom Patrol, but also why she's such a fucking jerk. Yeah. At the same time. She also has that um, transatlantic old school Hollywood voice, which 
destroys me every time. You're gonna get nominated. I don't get yeah. why more actresses yeah. don't do that. Just do that accent. Do the Hepburn. Like the dance? Your next nominee from Doom Patrol is Diane Guerrero. Yeah, I, I, this is the one that... This isn't too easy because she's like plays a bunch of characters. Spo- spoiler alert: If you play a bunch of characters, you're probably going to get on this list, even at least a nomination. Gain weight, lose weight, play a bunch of characters. Yeah, those are those are the things. I, or like be a comedian who suddenly like is very serious. serious yeah. yeah, like fucking Steve Carell. And after being on Orange Is the New Black and Jane the Virgin, isn't this her dramatic turn? So she's doing all of it. She's a comedic actor now being very serious, never funny at all, and playing a bunch of characters. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. She is uh, the star, or not the star, but like in probably the three leading candidates for hour-long comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orange, Doom, Patrol, and Jane the Virgin. Yeah, That's fucking weird. You want to succeed, get her. Yeah. Hour-long comedy woman is what they should call her. Or her name. I, you know what? Let's <laughs> give her her name. <laughs> Ms. Guerrero. Um, I remember when she was cast, we knew who Crazy Jane was and what her powers were. We right. were like, ooh. She's good, but I think she far exceeded all expectations. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. it's so it's it's a fucking gamble. More likely than getting nominated for an award, you're gonna eat shit, and people are gonna talk about how you're the worst part of their show. Mm. You will become the Bevers, and instead we love her. She nails it. She became the Lovers. I don't like that. Uh, nope. Your next nominee, the Bevers guys, plays a lot of characters. It's Rose McIver from I Zombie. Of course, this is the the fast track to the Danger Zone. And also the highway to a nomination. Never won Best Actress. Shushy. Really? Really. Really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised, too. <laughs> we are shocked. And this is the final is... year, and like that's how award shows work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Wasn't that good? Wasn't this good? That wasn't that good of a season. I think it's going to be... If she Maybe. wins it, I understand it will be a career-spanning... Right. Sure, but I, I also think this is the least wackadoodle roles for her. This is the yeah. most live more we've had in the season. She's live all the time and doing some heavy dramatic lifting for a, a zombie detective show. Your next nominee is last year's winner. You guys remember? No. M- Melissa Benoist? No. Ruth Nega from Preacher. Oh. This is... I think our thoughts on Preacher have soured. I don't think our thoughts on her have soured at all. No. She's still... Shining light? Yeah. She, her and... Cassidy. Uh, yeah, Cassidy to a slightly lesser extent. But yeah, the two of them are the reason to come for this show. The actual Preacher who gives a shit, and the show sometimes is over the top, but she's great, and she plays very... I'm a loose cannon badass, but also I'm very upset about a lot of things. Keep in mind that I know nothing about nothing, Yes. Yes. I would say that of all the nominees, this to me is seems like the clearest uh, version of take the flat character on the page and do the most with it. Right. Yeah. I think like she is adding the most to what probably could have been not that great of a character. Mm-hmm. Not that Tulip, the character's bad, but just the writing of the show isn't always wonderful. Yeah. It, it, is she really? I think her and the actor who plays Cassie with Gilgan or whatever. Joseph uh-huh. Gilgan. Yeah. They are doing a lot with what is not a whole lot of good writing. And finally, your last nominee is 2017's winner. <gasps> Melissa Benoist. No. Melissa Benoist has never won. Um, this is, and I've never said the last name right, Melanie Scarfano. Oh, from why not herself? Yes. Who is now getting a whole bunch of buzz from being in Ready or Not. So Awesome. Uh, yeah, I she is incredible, and I'm glad that the rest of the world is slowly figuring that mm-hmm. out. You should have watched Winona Earp earlier. But surely this like indie thriller about board games that'll that'll make the world know who she is. Well, I did 
people are watching it and saying very positive things about it. Yeah, I heard it's awesome. Yeah. It's but, like, it, what it feels like, I haven't seen it yet, but what it feels like is you guys are so pumped for Knives Out. Just here's like here's <laughs> yes. what you have until it comes out. Because we know you're not ready. This yeah. will get you ready. Here's here's the other thing. But yeah, I've I've heard like Oscar buzz for that movie. Really? Really? Yes. Really? Like for some of the actresses, yeah. Specific, really? Specific, yes, really. Specifically Samara Weaving. That's a cool name. Right? It's a really Does good she name. Nominate for anything? This is the fourth year of Shishi's guys, so two of the best actress winners are in this category. The Makes third sense. one is not. Can you, it is not Melissa Benoist. Can you guess who it is? For the first year of the Shishis, who was it? Mike, I think it was just me and you. Back in those days, would it have been somebody from Agents of Shield? Nope. Nope. So, I don't I got so nothing. close. <laughs> I thought it, you were going there. Uh is it me? It's, no, <laughs> is it, it was Taylor not you. It was uh Agents of Carter. It was Agents Haley Atwell. Oh. She's back? No, wait. That's well, not what you said. She's I should coming listen. back, right? Like all of the words that I don't just pick and choose the words that I say that you listen to. Guys, it's very hot in this garage. <laughs> All right, let's hurry. All right, where's the envelope? Here it is. And the winner is Diane Guerrero from Doom Patrol. Yeah, that makes sense. This is Doom Patrol's second award this year because Alan Tudyk's on the show, so he obviously got one as well. That is surprising to me that it has only won two awards. Mm. We we predicted yeah. that it was going to sweep everything. So congratulations on other shows beating out one of our favorite shows. It's because we loved it so much. Maybe it walks away with the best show of the year next week. Yes. But uh, we loved it so much that we thought it would take them all. But when you look at the categories, they're not that Doom Patrol-y, yeah. you know? We, we didn't rig the show for Doom Patrol for <laughs> some reason. There's no best talking bug. Right. Yeah. Well, that is it for Best Actress. Congratulations to Diane Guerrero. Come in and pick up your award. Next week, we are doing the final Best show award so be sure to tune in for that now we're moving on to talk about our main event the series finale of jessica jones in the series finale of jessica jones and all of marvel on netflix jess has to hunt down trish after she popped salinger like a ripe peach last week after trying to convince trish to turn herself in Jess has to do it the hard way, fighting until Trish finally sees she's become what she hates. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Given that Jessica Jones' series' entire run, and really all of Marvel's Defenders, focused on what it means to be a hero, did this final entry give a satisfying and or new answer to that question? I really think so. I didn't. I loved the finale way more later than I did watching it. Yes. Watching it, it felt a little perfunctory, but... Finales are hard. Yeah. Like, they're always going to feel like they're just doing the beats and checking off the check boxes on the check mark checker. We, we got to get through it. But afterwards, I thought, you know what? That was actually a pretty cool landing. Yeah. And I've read that the... Because the other shows got canceled and left on cliffhangers because they didn't know that they were about to be canceled. Uh, the creator of this show said, like, she was already exiting the show after this season anyway, and then they got enough heads up that they were able to re-edit the finale. Did she want to exit the show, or did Kilgrave tell her to? I th- who knows? But yeah, she, this was... Uh, they they were able to edit it to be a slightly more satisfying ending and wrap stuff up. But what, And it, I feel like that shows. What's great, so many series finales of shows are too final. It feels like all the characters suddenly have right. terminal cancer and they're going <laughs> to die the minute the show credit ends. And this is, everybody is just moving on with their lives. So this chapter of their lives is done, but their life is not yeah. done. It's, Which is cool because our lives aren't over either. 
Right. Yeah. We will move on after the MCU Netflix portion of our lives, but now that chapter is over. Yeah. I think this is the best way to do like finales is like treat it like it might be a season finale, but mm-hmm. then also like throw in like here's the actual ending. I, I feel like that's a good way to do series finales. Back to the hero thing that you said though. Um I there was two parts in this episode that were sort of just stating the thesis. Yeah. Um Jessica finally declared to Trish that she is becoming her mother. Like, this mm-hmm. person that you hate, you are actually are now. And Trish is like, fuck no! I hate that! <laughs> and, and that's when she stabs her? Stabs her in the hand. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jess gets a, like, the literal headline says, Jessica Jones, sorry, you're a hero. You have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. It says it on her newspaper. The papes. And I think that that's the kind of obviousness that in any other episode would suck. But uh-huh. yeah. for it to be in the finale... After like being pretty subtle about those two things all season, I think I also think it's fine and good. Yeah, and you can signpost for the dum dums who haven't been picking <laughs> up at on the very end. Time. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're quick. It's a it's just a headline, so it's not Malcolm saying it like over and over to her. And the Trish thing, it is in the middle of an emotional fight between sisters, so it all looks like I think that's also just what you would scream at somebody you're trying to hurt emotionally. Like it 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 played real, which is why I didn't wasn't so annoying. Yeah, I I liked this episode as a finale and as just an episode of television. How do you guys feel about like because that wraps up this season? Do you where do you think that the season ranks in the order of Jessica Jones or all of Marvel Netflix? I mean, I, it would take me a minute to like rank all of Marvel Netflix. I think it's inarguably the second best season of Jessica Jones. Yeah, it's right I, there in the middle. The first the first season of Jessica Jones was arguably the best thing Marvel Netflix ever did. Yes, and I would put the season like probably. Again, without thinking about it too long, right in the middle of all the yeah, shit. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel. It, it was like it, it managed exactly enough. It wasn't as good as the first season of Jessica Jones, but it, it did enough and it gave us enough little plays off of like the Defenders and the idea of a bigger world. Mm-hmm. The problem is, too, with ranking them is it's sort of a battle of attrition where you're just, when you're ranking them, you're thinking about this had the least amount of... Uh, unnecessary right. episodes and bullshit, Dumb and shit. then rank yeah. to the bottom where it's only unnecessary and bullshit. Iron Fist season one, and that's yeah. why if I just look at all of season two, I bet it goes or three rather, it goes right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's okay. right there. Uh, so what other things we had Hogarth's uh, finale yeah. this episode? I thought that they've handled her character so well throughout the whole series, but like where now we care about Jerry, but also like. So many times when shows try to redeem pieces of shit, it's like, and let's forget about all the bad stuff they ever did because they're our friend now. And this show by her college girlfriend being like, I got to get the fuck away from you. And Jerry realizing like, just because you do one good thing does not mean. Yeah. So we have four main characters and uh, we already talked about Jessica's ending, but Malcolm is uh, hit like peak shittiness halfway through the season. And then they spend the back half redeeming it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me that he gets the keys to the office at the end. Like, we're all fine with Malcolm. Yeah. But Trish and Jerry, um, the show knew there's no fucking way we can do it. I, they had to send Trish to the raft. The raft. Yeah. Um, but for Jerry not to, it's not just like a neutral ending. Like, she is, she's going to die miserable and alone. Yeah. And yeah. I did not think that they would have the thought or the courage to do that to her. It honestly made Jerry my favorite, like, the most interesting character to watch in this show. Mm. Because, like, I feel all the others sort of had a pretty predictable, I mean, other than Trish, but once you get into this season, you see her arc. But everyone else had sort of predictable arcs. Jerry was just, like, the most nuanced and mm-hmm. subtle, like, portrayal that they did. And they really were, like, 
Yeah, if she doesn't change that much, fuck her. Especially uh, if you look at the whole, like, there's a lot of red in my ledger, to use classic Marvel phrases. Um, she kept, she realized that. We watched her realize it over the course of the three seasons. And then she kept trying to get out of that mm-hmm. by putting more red in her ledger. And that you're just, you have to end like you. she did. Yeah, you can't get out of debt by taking out a new loan. Right. Like, and yeah. that's just, she would fuck over somebody new to unfuck over somebody old and just fucking three card Monty her way through it and it's not working out. It's just a shell game of fuckery. Yes. Episode title? Yes. AKA shell game of fuckery. That's what they should call three card Monty. Yeah. That's a more appropriate name for that game. I've, but then the howdy do that spool, no. <laughs> that is the signpost for dum-dums. Yeah. I also like the ending of uh, Costa and Eric in the bar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it seemed very familiar to me and I wasn't sure why but it's the exact ending of Almost Famous. They yeah. both want to, and like they both want Kate Hudson to be there, but instead she directs them towards each other, and then they have to help each other out. I liked that ending because Costa didn't have his stupid fucking beanie on. <laughs> God damn, I, I missed a lot of that stupid beanie, but he shows up at the beginning of this episode with that goddamn weird ass. Like you're either if you wear that beanie, you're either homeless or you are an art professor. Like at NYU. Was there a subplot of him like being super into Oz? And so he's <laughs> yeah. trying, trying to channel Atabisi? What's crazy was that he bought Atabisi's hat, but didn't know it was cursed. And so it just kept growing throughout <laughs> all the episodes. And eventually it's going to wrap around his entire head. Let's get to the real question. Oh, so my question wasn't a real question? Yours was bullshit. All right, fine. What happens when somebody says, all right, it's no problem. We're going to get you out. Uh, you just got to be put in this coffin for 17 hours. <laughs> what, ha- no. what do you guys, how do you guys react? F no. I thought I thought they're like spikes were gonna come out. Like I don't trust these gun running guys. Like Oh, so it's not about it's about the lack of trust. It's not about the fucking Oh no, that sucks too. Claustrophobia. You, if there are drugs to knock you out for that flight, I guess the best case scenario is take those drugs. She did not even have an iPod. She didn't have a flashlight and a book. So Hogarth Here's- Hogarth is gonna get Trish out of the country. Uh, but the people that she hires to do that, they're going to put her in a coffin for 17 hours. And it's oxygenated. Like, it's a new style well, coffin. Okay, he says, we've got oxygen. It is a tank of oxygen. That she probably can't reach and put to her mouth. Right. There is, there is no ventilation. So there's no... That's my problem, is that they're putting her in this box. They've got a little thing, like a little contain- container of oxygen in it. But then they're stacking other coffins on uh-huh. top of it so she can't get out. There's a single point of oxygen failure. It is so easy for one of those things to just not work. There's also one of those things uh, women can use to pee, like a dude. Yeah. But you're in such a tight... How is she going to... It's not going to work out. Like It wasn't well thought out. The other thing, too, about this shit, guys, and I think about this a lot. I think about this more than I think about, like, if I shit my pants right now, what do I do? Like, uh-huh. what's my exit plan? Is you're just you're telling yourself, don't panic the entire time. Because if you do, if you finally break... That's it. You will then be panicking for the rest right. of the time in the thing. Oh, 17 yeah. hours. And oh, God. It once makes you start panicking, nauseous. You're like, then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm panicking. I'm going to deplete my oxygen. Uh-huh. I'm going to panic more. This <sighs> is not an irrational fear. No. This fear that I have is a fucking real thing, if, and everyone should be scared. If Jess wanted to punish her, she should have just kept her in that coffin. Yeah. That's horrifying. And also, <laughs> she seemed like she wasn't going to take the drugs to get knocked out. She mm. was just going to lay yeah. awake. She said no drugs. And just staring at the, the ceiling of this coffin for 17 hours. Just thinking about what she's done. I don't want to like sit and listen to a podcast for 17 hours straight. Well, nobody wants to listen to a podcast for 17 hours straight. Well, sometimes I do. How'd you guys react when you saw Luke Cage? It was, I got excited. Whatever. I liked his new beard. Yeah, I, li- I like new Nick, new not Nick Cage, <laughs> Luke Cage. 
Lucas Cage. I like new Luke Cage, and I like that we got at least because his show was canceled right as he like became sort of a bad guy mm-hmm. and owned a bar. So like I liked seeing that little glimpse of what would his story have been, and that was nice. And, and tying to like the whole what is it a hero thing is he's come back and he Trish has convinced herself she's right. And he just he thinks I had to do so much wrong stuff to get to the right end, and those are different angles of looking at it. But he's basically telling Jess, he's like, "Eventually, I need you to come bring me in. Not yet, but you're gonna have to." And that's yeah. that's it, the thing is that uh, all season long, Eric has had this like tortured brain because he can sense evil, and the only place he feels okay is around Jessica. So, boom, proves you're a hero. And then Luke coming over and say like, "Yeah, look, I'm the hero of Harlem. Everybody looks up to me, but it's you, dude. It's you. You're like our pillar of." Her- heroicy and that's the difference is like trish is so selfish even though she doesn't think she is in the whole show she's been like one of jessica's consciences but like luke says love is reigning in the people you love and trish is like no let me do what i gotta do those are very different things like if you actually care about somebody you're gonna slap him in the face at some point metaphorically yeah don't don't just slap people in the face yeah i'm not trying to justify that periodically <laughs> sometimes every now and then someone deserves it like if they slapped you first Sure. But, like, that's a very rare occurrence. People don't slap a lot. All right, fellas. It's now time for the question of questions. This is the end of Marvel Netflix. Not a question. That was a straight-up statement. You didn't let me finish. Sorry. How do you feel now that we have wrapped up this entire phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm, like... I think it was a failure. Yeah, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad it's not continuing. I, I'm gonna jump in while where Mike's trying to be nice. I, I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a full failure. I think that there was some good stuff in there. It is not the success that the MCU has been. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think it's the most successful no. thing that's ever been created in the history of it's, Hollywood? I think that there were at least three good episodes of like every season of one of these shows. Yeah, that's I will tell you, that's a bad grade. <laughs> I will. I have my memories of like certain aspects that I like. Like we'll always have Kristen Ritter's performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll always have Ward Beecham, who is just a right. fucking all-time great. Should get character. his own show. <laughs> we'll also, always have hallway fighting. Yeah. None of these shows was powerless. I think we can all yes. agree with that. Fact. Well, d- how about this? What lessons can Disney Plus Marvel shows learn from Netflix's eight episodes? Less eight episodes. episodes. Less yes. Episodes. Why are you doing so many episodes? I, I think. Tell your story. We'll probably talk about that with the boys later. But the boys is eight episodes, and fuck, it is so much tighter than all of these shows. And I don't think that it's necessarily the quality is that much greater than all of these shows. Just tight. It's just that all of these shows needed to have 13 episodes when they had, like, at most an eight-episode arc. Next week, we're going to do Show of the Year, and The Boys is going to land somewhere on that list. And I bet it's kind of high, and it's going to be so hard to, when we go to talk about why The Boys is so good, not just scream eight episodes at each other. I mean, it's the same thing, like, when people ask you about, like, what did you like about this movie? It was 90 minutes. It was 90 minutes long. That's number one with a bullet. What would you like about your last ex? Eight months. Eight, eight months and out. Eight months and out. Do we, in the, like, what, what have we been doing this for, like, four years, Marvel, uh-huh. Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Do we ever talk about, like, writing a letter to Topher Grace and just asking him to, like, cut these seasons Shit. down to, like, what they should be? I think that we have brought that up. We talk about Topher Grace so much. <laughs> we, we talk Normally about Topher Grace all the time. He's, his, his back half of career of just editing things, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. And people forget he was Venom in that Spider-Man movie, which is a weird casting choice, guys. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> you heard it here first. Anyway, that's my toe for Grace uh, opinion. That is it for Jessica Jones and all of Marvel Netflix. 
so long, constant companion. You will sort of be missed a little bit. No, no I'm so glad. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see when Disney Plus actually comes out and we start watching those shows. Maybe we'll be like pining for the old days. Oh, that what a curse! I seem to think that Disney Plus is going to be high quality. I don't know why, and you guys think that it's going to be worse. Like you guys Who, think it's going to be dog shit, it's, right? It, it is an absolute wild card right now. But I think the thing that makes me think it's going to be dog shit is the, the just the font on Loki. <laughs> and I think that's the only you thing. Mean I'm the going five on. different fonts for yeah. four letters. Uh, the the way that they are absolutely going to have Tom Hiddleston on for 10 minutes and then all right now he's changed form into a different person and he's not going to be on the show anymore but any font that isn't papyrus you're just not down with right yeah no I'm I'm an avatar man all the way all right so long Jessica Jones we're going to light your raft on fire and push you off into the river now we're going to move on into a little something called the tape in Now we're hearing something called the tape pin. Shit! Yeah! This is the part of the show where they unchained me from the wall because they keep me there with pure iron chains because I am a fey creature, which is only captured by the purity of the minerals of the earth. That is how I describe you. Yeah. So now I am free to do whatever I want. This week we're doing a little segment that I like to call, What is this? I am going to... It's the tape pen. Yes. I'm going to give you a list of things, and you have to tell me if that thing is either a Pokemon, a programming language, or a library, or an EDM artist. Wait, so you're going to give us a list, and it's either a Pokemon, a programming language, a library, or an EDM song? Uh, the library is part of the second one. Yeah, oh. la- language or library. Uh, and then uh, if you get it wrong, you have to tell me what you thought the thing would have been that was named that. I love it. So we're going to start off with a couple of easy ones. Like, are we buzzing in, or we both get a shot? You both get a shot. So, first off, JavaScript. That's a computer programming language. Yes, yes it is. I agree. Yes, it is. Okay, so you guys got both got that one. Pikachu. It's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Okay. The you, most famous of all the Pokemon, yes? Yeah. You, yes. He's you, a detective sometimes. You've both got that one. Detective. Calvin Harris. That's an EDM artist. Yeah. Uh, Mike? I think it's a Pokemon. <laughs> or what, 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 what? You're incorrect. He's an EDM artist. Okay. What kind of Pokemon do you think Calvin Harris is? I think it's it's like a little blob, like almost a Furby-looking thing, but with like spiky yellow hair that pees on other Pokemon as its main attack. But for some reason, I think he is like the nicest dresser oh, of yeah. all the pockets monsters. A bow oh, yeah. tie. Be- better than Mr. Mime? A cumberpund. Uh, okay, next up, Klefki. Oh, that's a programming language. Mike? I'm going to agree. No, that is a Pokemon. What do you? What kind of programming language do you think you would you would use with for Klefki? Now I've never described a programming language, yeah. true or fake, Should in my entire life. Word by yeah, word, trying to do it together. This was this was the part that I didn't think all the way through. Uh, I think a lot of brackets and parentheses. Okay, yeah. I think it's perfect for people. Klefki is perfect. Like, what kind of program would you would you program in Klefki? Music. You you write music. Okay. If you have like a messed up top lip. Damn right, you. definitely. God damn you. All right, Slushy. Slushy is a Pokemon. That's a programming language. That is an EDM artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what What kind of... Uh, Mostly just like a pile of goo that just shoots more goo at things. This is your second gooey Pokemon character. Yeah. No, what was the first one? <laughs> he was a there was bo- a lot of goo in no, Calvin no, no, Harris. No, sorry, it was no. urine he, on the... No, he said the first one was a blob, blob. but not necessarily a blob of goo. Uh, All Pokemons are goo. All right, here's the next one. Scala. Scala is EDM. Pokemon. <laughs> it's like programming. 
We this roll. Is, this is way more fun for me than I thought it was going to be. All right, what kind of Pokemon do you think Scala would be? What kind of person who is hosting a segment comes up with something that they don't think is going to be fun? <laughs> I thought this would be boring. Oh, no, I thought it was going to be fun for me. This is even more fun for me than I thought it was going to be. Which one did I say? You said Pokemon. Scala? Yes. Is a blob of goo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who uh, shoots out goo. That urines, the goo that he shoots out urinates on other Pokemon monsters. Okay, great. And Mike, what type of music, can you give me a little bit of the music that, that Scala would put out? Yeah, this is like real, only black lights are on in your room, you're on a bean bag, and you don't know if you're like going to do more drugs or fuck, like real, like sexier Portishead meets what? Skrillex. Okay, that's not, the, that's not the thing that was in my head when you were describing that, but I'll take it. All right, Axwell. Axwell. What? And there's a fourth category that I'm forgetting. It's either a Pokemon, a programming language, or an EDM. Was there a fourth thing? No, you oh. thought that there was a fourth thing. This time, <laughs> he said language or library, and you were like, "Oh, library is its own separate thing." Like, <laughs> no, oh, no, I'm convinced. I should go to the Scala have, library. I said that. I'm very sorry. What is it? Chadwell? What did you just say? Axwell. Axwell. Uh, That's an EDM artist. Uh, programming language. It is an EDM artist. Yeah. What what type of program do you think you would program with Axwell? Axwell. I think this is mostly uh, what like World World of Warcraft is based on. This is okay, for yeah, all yeah, the yeah. different kinds of tools and weapons. Yeah, it's just it's a tool weapon language. Yeah. Those uh, like I don't know villagers or whatever they yeah. axe well and then exactly. They, yeah, and then it's also how I would. Dis- it's not a Pokemon, but it's how I would describe Pikachu's performance in Detective Pikachu. He mm-hmm. he acts well. He did good. Okay, next up, Docker. Docker is a programming language. Docker is a Pokemon. Docker is, you got it. It's programming. There's no way it's a Pokemon. Like they all, there's, that's the what, easy one. What, what kind of Pokemon do you it's think It's a Docker melee is? Pokemon. They get it's real a, close a in there. It's a melee Pokemon. And then so you they, think it's like a fighting type? It's a fighting type. And then they get close up in there and then just like force dock the other Pokemon with their genitals. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they take over. Uh, that, that must be in like the upcoming sexual assault Pokemon. <laughs> uh, next up, Kubernetes. Kubernetes. That sounds like a fucking Italian restaurant in suburban Philly, but Kubernetes, I'm going to say, is EDM. A group of EDM. A group of EDM. Uh, you were so close. It is a group of dockers <laughs> is what it's used for. Uh, so it's not... What kind of music do you think Kubernetes would have made? Square Tiesto. If, Square if, 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 Tiesto. If parents started to like Tiesto. Oh, okay. I would say just... It's only, like with a hip-hop beat behind it, uh, only those... the. Uh, like the accordions that only Italian cartoon characters have, mm-hmm. like the squeeze boxes. It's just okay. that. Just like that. The system is down. The Italian bagpipes, I believe they call them. Uh, okay, next up, Volak. Pokemon. Programming language. <laughs> Guys, it's an EDM artist. <laughs> this is fucking hard. <laughs> this is the ska band or improv troupe of our generation. Yeah, okay, so what kind of, what kind of like Pokemon type is Volak? Volak is obviously a blob of goo <laughs> who can bring down lightning whenever he wants it, but not for attack. It's just to fix his cowlick in the back of his hair. Okay. Volak. So he's like Pikachu, but like with a style? Right. He's yeah. like alpha, alpha stylish Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wh- what kind what of things would you program in Volak? Oh, and sorry. Like, uh, by the way, his cowlick is in the shape of an alien that eats cats, so it's an alpha, 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 just so we all know. Perfect. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Uh, Finserve, probably. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that actually makes That checks out. All right, uh, Porygon. That's a Pokemon that, for sure. No. 
I think he's gonna trick us. I think this has to be EDM. That is a Pokemon. Damn it! It was too. It was too obvious. That, that was one I threw in as a as a little gimme because I was like, "This is a first gen. They'll know this one." What 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 type of music does Porygon make? I think computer engineers programmed an algorithm to make EDM. So this is computer generated EDM. That I I actually have heard some of that recently. Of course you have. It's pretty good. It's ind- indistinguishable to me from regular EDM. So it's great. All right, Rust. Programming language. I concur. You guys got it. Nice. You nailed it. It is a programming language. To do what? Uh, it's supposed to be like for very low level, uh, like just like system stuff. It's developed by people who made Firefox. Halfway through, do you did you seem realize he doesn't have to tell us? He can just say bullshit yeah. and be like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, "Yeah, who cares?" Uh, Snover. Pokemon. EDM. It is a Pokemon. Son of a bitch. He's a he's a little guy who looks kind of like he uh, is like a dog who is made out of snow. Oh. Uh, what what type of music do you think that Snover would make? Snover makes music about a Pokemon creating a programming language. <laughs> Perfect. S- sing songs about his journey. All right, Drifloon. Drifloon. Fuck. Drifloon. EDM. Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Son of a I should have started keeping track of points. Who <laughs> actually got things right? But it's way more fun because you get everything wrong. Uh, uh, next up, Galantis. Galantis has to be EDM. Programming language. It is EDM. Yes. Mike is on a roll now. I thought that I was doing okay at the beginning, but no. now I'm getting fucking destroyed. <laughs> what 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 would you program? Like if you if someone told you, hey, you got to program this thing in Galantis, what are you making? I would obviously be making things that should be small, but now they're big. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Svelte. Uh, it's, it should be a sexy Pokemon, but it's definitely an EDM person. I think it's a programming language. <laughs> Mike is oh right again. God, wow. He can see your notes. No. He's cheating. No. What 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 type of EDM is that? Uh for Svelte? Yeah. Uh it's all about his um it basically he makes it by uh dripping out different steak sauces onto the table and recording it. <laughs> oh fuck. I want to listen to that right now. This would be I'm like no exaggeration. This would be my favorite artist. What a human this piece is of trash this, you are. This is <laughs> this is some bullshit that I would be absolutely all in for. All right, Lampant. The programming language. Yeah. It's a Pokemon, you guys. Okay. But this is also the programming language they use to make the little Pixar logo dance. Yes. Yeah, it's it's actually dual purpose. The the whole programming language has that one. Yeah. Okay. You can't use it for anything else. Stunky. <laughs> uh, Taylor's nickname in middle school. That's You know what? That's correct. You have nailed it. And with that... We are done with the tape-in. We have nailed all of it. I think we've really learned a lot today. I think that the audience is is more knowledgeable because of it. And I think that you guys have learned a little something about culture as well. No, that, I mean, like, that was we. That was terrible. We didn't learn anything. But we have the word stunky now. Yeah. And also, you didn't tell us what it is, yeah. so it's <laughs> we'll ours forever. Know. Yep. You will never know what stunky is. Now we're moving on from that into another seggy. guys just briefly interrupting here to lay down some very smooth commercials if you were on the internet which i am many times go on over to yourpopfilter.com that is your central hub for all the things we're doing you can get our podcast and see what we are up to on that website taylor yes tell the folks about the amazon.com 
If you'd like to shop on Amazon.com, you should instead go to yourpopculture.com slash Amazon, buy your things through there, and it helps us out a little bit with no extra work from you, other than just going to that extra little bit at the front of the URL. That sounds like a dream. Ryan, YouTube. Yeah, make sure that you're going to YouTube. If you like listening, but it's you're, there's not enough for your eyes to do, we totally understand. Go to YouTube, search for Your Pop Filter, and there's a lot of skitsies and bitsies on there that have visuals as well. Wow, that sounds amazing. Social media, you can find us on Twitter.com, at Your Pop Filter, or also now available on Instagram, hey, hey, hey. at Your Pop Filter. Check us out on the social media, Taylor Contact. If you want to contact us, you can contact at contact at yourpopfilter.com. If you like the show and you want to tell us how much you love it, or if you hate the show and you want to tell us how much you hate it, send us that. Or if you want to call us on a phone, you can do that at 1-562-DR-DJ-POP. That's 1-562-DR-DJ-POP. He's a little robot associate, and he takes our messages for us. One of his hands is a spatula. His other hand is a spatula maker. Hell yeah, so he's always got extra hands. All right, well, those are the commercials, guys. Let's get you right back to that show. Now we're here in another very special segment. We are doing a continuation of our segment from last week. So if you haven't heard the fall 2019 movie draft from last week, go back and listen to that segment of the week because uh, we're going to do some more of it again. But for the current bit, I'm going to read off very quickly what we already have Mike has a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Joker and Zombieland Double Tap. I have Rambo Last Blood, Terminator <laughs> Dark Fate, and Cats. And Ryan has Frozen 2, Jumanji The Next Level, and Maleficent. So, gentlemen, I will be kicking off this next round of the draft. And I should mention we are doing, uh, it's me, then Mike, and then Ryan. And we'll do, be doing a serpentine. And also, we are picking these based on box office expectations. And at the end of the 2019 movie season, we will figure out who has gotten the best drafted team. And is therefore the best person. Of, yes. of course, yes. R.E. Box Morally office. Morally and physically best. Now, I am going to take the first pick of this round. And I am going to take uh, what I think is going to be the sleeper big budget movie that I think slipped through in our, our first segment which is Ad Astra. I think that, that is going to be the big one. Now, Taylor, this is James Gray. Yes. Who did, like, uh, The Immigrant and The Lost City of Z. Yes. And all, like, incredible director. I bet this is an amazing movie. But box office boffo? I think because I've seen enough people just look at the trailer and go, oh, that looks cool. I don't think that it... I think there's a reason that it's being taken in this section rather than in the first mm. segment that we did. But I think it'll be, I'm picking it because I think it is a good pick that will only generate more buzz as time goes on. People like space movies. People loved uh, Gravity and Interstellar. Yeah, right. it feels I'm, like. I'm picking it solely based on Interstellar. Interstellar is a little bit, has I think like a more of a wider draw. But. Uh, yeah, it's Nolan. Gravity, yeah, it's, I mean like. His name is sort of sells tickets right mm-hmm. there, but yeah, it feels like every year or so we get like um, Moon or Arrival, the Arrival, or some like adult sci-fi movie, yeah. mm-hmm. and this will be that for this year. Yeah, and it's got what Tommy Lee Jones in it, right? Brad Pitt too. Yeah, yeah, but Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy <laughs> Jones sells tickets. Everybody loves Craig Face. All right, Mike. Yes. What, what you got? 
Uh, I think that we can fully pull to rest that uh, women don't sell tickets. Women don't go to the movies. That is that is wrong. That's uh, very wrong. Look at Wonder Woman. Look at Captain Marvel. Look at Hunger Games. Uh, but one that the internet is freaking out about because it's it used to be it felt like every five years we got a version of this uh, coming in a big way is Little Women. I think Little Women is going to crush uh, the holiday season. I saw the preview. Like they're all normal sized women. Yeah, it seems like th- that's demeaning to and call them little women. I don't like to start off our relationship with a lie, and yeah. that's what that movie has done. You're, a, you're, hey, what's up? You're a normal sized woman. We were just talking about Christopher Nolan, how like he is, you know, the Spielberg of our generation. Does Greta Gerwig have some pull? Like, are people like, oh, I got to see the new Gerwig? I think so. I think within like people who care a lot about the Oscars crowds, mm-hmm. she has a ton of pull. I don't know if she has like wide. Like right. mainstream pull, not yet. Yeah, like she's like she's not pulling like Christopher Nolan because people don't Nobody know her. Is. Yeah, because no no one remembers her from like she hasn't done a Batman. I gotta say though that the day that trailer drops, Twitter was freaking out as oh, much yeah. as it did when Cats came out, but like mm-hmm. in a genuine non-ironic. I actually do want to see this movie way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think people who are on Twitter and talk about movies a lot, this is right in their wheelhouse, and I think it's going to do. I think it's going to do well. It's not going to be a blockbuster per se, but I, I think this is a good pick. More Thank of a Hollywood you. video. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you've got two picks back to back. Okay, I know this pick doesn't mean as much as it used to, maybe, but still, in the fourth round, I get a Will Smith movie. I yeah. get two Will Smiths mm. in one movie. Wow. And I am kind which, of excited about that. Which movie is that? What, that? Which movie are you It's taking? called Gemini Man. Oh, really? There's two Will Smiths in this movie, Gemini Man? Which, by the way, I am as well. You're in this movie. I am in this he, movie. He's a Gemini Man. I play one of the Will Smiths. That's, see, you can't do that because a Will Smith has to be played by a Will Smith. No, nope, not anymore. Will Smith it's and the Will 90s. Smith in Will Smith. That's why when you guys uh, hear me... Walking around saying, how come he don't want me, man? Mm-hmm. That's just me practicing my Will Smith lines. How come he don't want me, man? Um, but yeah, I, like, again, not huge. That's not how Will Smith do anymore. But yeah. I think it'll be bigger than, what was that one that wasn't the Tom Cruise one? I- impossible Mission? Do, do, no, do you remember when like Tom Cruise space... and Will Smith were both on like... Planets? Yeah, like uh, abandoned planets at the same time. And this oh, was the, was uh, 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 what is like, uh, not Battlefield Earth, but it's something like that. Uh, Jaden was in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like that one is. It was Shyamalan. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, are you serious? Yes, it was Shyamalan. But they did not put his name on the poster. They didn't put it anywhere in any of the like the trailer or any of the like production because people were so against Shyamalan that they were like, just like listen, dude. He's box office poison. He's the opposite of Bafo at this point. Yeah, he's off (laughs) ob. All right, what's your second pick? And then I think I'm going to try to come together with come together a little bit of Oscar buzz, a little bit of uh, mainstream buzz. Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Matt Damon, Christian Bale. I have heard some things about this movie. Cool. That's, uh, that's all I need. Yeah, it, it seems like one of those movies that comes out for award season, but it is just like, I think it's going to do very well with people who like cars. Cars. Sure. Uh, and it's like. Who maybe think that the Fast and Furious series is just a little yeah, nuts it's, for them. This is a movie that everyone's dad will want to go see. Yeah. Did you like Rush? Yes. Then this movie's for you. It, it's like that and also has like just enough awards buzz that like media people will go see it. Here's the thing. The trailer, which I've seen a billion times, it's just one of those trailers that's before every movie. Yep. Um, the trailer has the line that I think will make it sell a lot of tickets where it's like, what, you want to race an American car 
in a foreign race, no American car could ever win. Yep. And then he's like, I bet this American can't. Can. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, okay, 10 tickets, here we go. USA. Maybe not in this room, but that, I think that works in some states. Oh, yeah. that's It's going to be a big deal. And, and also people, at least when I was growing up, like basically worshipped Shelby. So Yeah. My dad was like, our garage when I was growing up was covered in posters. Yeah. So like, I, I think it's going to be, I think, I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to be a similar to... Uh, uh, what Mike picked, which I've forgotten the name of already. <laughs> Who cares? Mike, what are you picking yes. for your second pick of this segment? I think uh was an indie director until he got upgraded massively. Upgraded. And made like one, promoted? Promoted to one of the most contentious directors in the Star Wars series. Is now coming out with like an old school, every big name actor in one murder mystery fun time. I'm doing Knives Out. Because I think people will buy it to hate watch it. People will buy it to love it. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised with the three of us this fell and so I, far. I just was certain. I kept looking at the list. I was like, somebody grabbed it. Somebody had to have grabbed this. Yeah. Uh, that it, and the names in the movie are so huge. Like, I think this will do very well. Because it's coming out fairly soon. It's like a month. But yeah. The, yeah. it's already done the festival circuit. Yep. And the embargo... That's the word I was trying to remember yes. last week. Yes, you uh, were. For the reviews uh, has been lifted, and people are like, oh my god, it's so good. Oh, yeah. I, I think this movie will do a, a, a good amount with people who like good movies. <laughs> uh, it's not going to pick up like... the uh, This audience and Ford v. Ferrari are not going to have a lot of crossover. Not the same overlap. I don't think people are going to be like, he ruined that Star Wars movie, I'm not going to go see it. No. I don't think he's got like that much contentiousness towards him I, well some some segments of star wars fans yeah fucking but, nerds but i don't think that the star wars fans were gonna go see that movie if he like if someone if else was directing one, all it they see star wars movies yeah uh so for now i get two picks back to back and these are my final picks for this round i am going to first take a movie that i am actually shocked has gone this far charlie's angels yeah. damn it yeah damn was, it I was, I was hoping to crow and get that at the end it's uh, it's elizabeth banks produced and also is in uh and also like every like woman that people love right now it's i think this is going to do very taylor it's very so weird well. i just heard from mike that apparently women do go to the movie theater Pe- and women go to the movie theater. i was gonna give the same speech <laughs> yeah. the little one that i gave and mike didn't say this part because he's not like uh as woke as i am but also and did you guys know this Boys can also buy tickets and go yes. see this movie. Yeah, yes, they, they absolutely can. can uh, at least, and the I last Charlie Angels reboot, not the TV one, the last movie one. People fucking oh went yeah, nuts over. People turned out. Not full throttle. We're not throws. talking about fucking full throttle. And I don't no. think like I, I'm only half kidding here. Uh, this is made by one of Mike's favorite filmmakers, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, because of the Pitch Perfect verse. The pitch Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone knows the Pitch Perfect verse. All right, and now for my final pick of this round, I am going. To pick. And just so everybody knows, this is typically when you win or lose. Mm-hmm. Like, can you find the $200 million one in the rough? Absolutely. And that's why I am going to pick Bombshell. Okay. I, what I, is this? Bombshell is the, it's the story of uh, the, like, allegations coming out against, like, Roger Ailes of right. Fox News and all that stuff. Right. And I think... Based on the tightness of the like teaser trailer, which is just a minute of people being silent and looking at each other in like very intent looks, I think it's going to be a. I think this is going to be a movie that comes out first week and not a lot of people see it, but the people who do see it tell everyone, and I think it will gain week to week. So you'll think Bombshell's a bomb, but Boff Office box onus is close to follow, making it no longer a bomb. It's uh, why don't you write headlines? It's 
Margot Robbie. Yes, Margot Robbie. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. and All playing Megyn Kelly? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Megyn Kelly across different eras. Robbie is fictional. Okay. Her, yeah. They're covering up that. Or I think they're blending a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roger Ailes did a lot of things to a lot of people. Yep. Uh, and then I think Kidman is... Roger Ailes. Grace Kelly. Nope. Uh, uh, she's one of... I, I can't remember who everyone is playing. Greta Van Susteren is the other one in the elevator. Yeah. It, it's basically... It seems to be a very taut uh, mm-hmm. like drama. And I think it will pull in people. And I think it might get some of the Fox News watching crowd. Yeah. As trick well. Em. Yeah. It's like... Movie about Fox News, gotta see it. Do you think is it like Christian Bale and prosthetics playing Roger Ailes? Like that sounds like a thing he would do. It's it's well, Russell like... Crowe's doing it right now, which is crazy. Wait. On Showtime or yeah. Cinemax, oh, really? yeah. Uh Charlize Theron is yes. making Kelly. That's wow. Yes, thank you. Uh so I'm picking that movie because Charlize is in it and she did Hyperdrive, which is my favorite show. Uh Mike, who are you picking? Uh I think we're all forgetting how much fucking financial pull children have <laughs> and how holidays are coming up. And every kid is going to drag their pants to see something. So I think it's just luck of the draw what they're going to take their pants to see. Plus, why not pull in some nostalgic factor? Uh, and then they got actual comedic people to be in this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pick the Adams family. The Adams family. I think the Adams family. If it's an established property, people try to see it. So it's established property, right? And I'm of such the age where my parents had it when they were kids, and then I had it when I was a kid because mm-hmm. the two movies. But do my generation's kids know what the fuck it is. No, no but they didn't know not. what minions were until the world gave them minions. Yeah, but I, the Adams family, you're right. This could be a big hit. I think it's going to be a weird sell because I'm my, I am just on the edge of Adams family. Like I saw like the movie when I was like very young, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think there's, it's not riding high on cultural cachet. So I'm not sure, like the people who are roughly my age are the ones having small children right now, mm. and I don't know if they're going to be jazzed for an Adams Family movie. Then I guess the key to success is, because you're right, Mike, they didn't know what Minions were until they learned what Minions were, so you have a trailer where the kids are bought and sold there, right? Yeah. Lo- like lots of kicks to the nuts or whatever, Yeah, and, it's and then dark. the parents will say, oh, I remember the Adams Family, yeah. so I will actually take you to this one. Right. The Adams Family, we at least know, is not like corrupting our children. I just... I pretty sure though i haven't done all the research that this movie does not feature a song by mc hammer where he describes the adams family as people who kick and slap a friend well they're they're keeping that secret they're not they learned a lesson from thor ragnarok releasing hulk in the trailers they're like no 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 mc hammer's our hulk and it's gonna be in the middle of the movie and freak people out all right ryan what is your last pick guys i don't know how to feel about this i know what i'm picking i saw a trailer for this the other night um i've heard about this for a while this could make five million dollars or it could be a hit. I don't know. I think that The Shining has more of a cultural mm-hmm. standing than The Adams Family right now. Yes. But people could love it so much that they're just like, fuck this shit. There's no way I'm going to go see this movie. The trailer looks okay. I'm yeah. picking Dr. Sleep. I, I just recently saw the trailer. This is going to be an interesting one because it is... Stephen King is attached and he's heavily involved with it. Who he famously hated... hated. The, the Shining film, which everyone else in the universe loves and considers a classic. So it will be interesting to see, quality-wise, what Dr. Sleep turns out as. 
and the book was not supposed to be great. It came out like the same month as one of Joe Hill's books. Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. And I remember every headline was just like, maybe we have a new Stephen King and Stephen King doesn't need to do anything anymore. Yeah. And there's vampires. I don't remember Vampires in the Shining, but Dr. Sleep has vampires in it. So let's see if they do that. Yeah. yeah. And also his name's Dr. Sleep, but you're right. Based on the trade. <laughs> that's a knock, right? Yeah, like that's, that's, a, a knock. that's not a bonus. Yeah, I that's it was a, like, that's oh, yeah, knock. good point. Dr. Sleep, oh, yeah. But uh, based on the trailer, they did have some clips from the original Shining, or at least recreations. And I think that can get some pull, pe- mm-hmm. pull those are, people into the seats. Those are actually just clips from Ready Player One, our generation's The Shining. <laughs> I don't even understand that reference that you be happy be happy you didn't see that don't worry be happy all right that is it for this round of the draft we will tune in to see which of us have uh made the best team <laughs> i forgot how words worked but now we're going to go over who has what owning for mike do you want to take a breath <laughs> no nope. it's very hot we're in a metal box uh, mike has the adams family a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Joker, Knives Out, Little Women, and Zombieland Double Tap. Seems like an okay balanced I'm, team. I'm a little okay. worried how many rated R movies are on my list. Uh, they, yeah. uh, Doctor, uh, Ryan has Dr. Sleep. Dr. Ryan has Dr. Sleep. <laughs> Ford v. Ferrari, Frozen 2, Gemini Man, Jumanji The Next Level, and Maleficent. I just won two grand from each of you. Why would you guys bet that much money on this? And I have Ad Astra... Bombshell, Cats, Charlie's Angels, Rambo Last Blood, and Terminator Dark Fate. Am I bad at this? No, I... Uh I, I think Cats is going to surprisingly is, win your fucking shit. Cats <laughs> is going to carry me. I, looking at your other list, I feel like you guys both have bigger box office hits. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And just so everybody knows, um, you can switch out one of your six that hasn't come out for a different movie that hasn't come out. Uh-huh. If you feel like it, you just have to announce it on the show. Yes. So we will tune in to see how we all do. Now we're moving on to the part of the show where we talk about the other shows that happened. Now we're here in the poll list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is The Boys. This week on the penultimate episode of The Boys... Pretty much all the cards are on the table as Homelander puts together who the boys are and reveals Huey's identity to Starlight and the rest of the seven. After the crew gets burned, Huey has to absolutely fucking cripple A-Train with the help of the female and bring everyone's families to the warehouse before Butcher swallows his pride and takes the deal with the CIA. Everything seems to be going all right, but when Huey meets up with Starlight to explain, Butcher shows up and puts some slugs right into her chest, which she seems none too happy about. Taste buds, I ask you this. Can you believe next week is the finale? If I may yes. blow the dust off an old uh, shishy hack tag, uh, I can't believe how hard it was to just turn this off and mm, not I move feel on. the exact same way. And Amazon Prime, by the way, gives you at most three yeah. seconds. Yeah. You have to they, run. Yeah. Like you can't even – sometimes there will be stuff like like a song or something like happening over the credits and they're like, no, nope. you, you got to hit that button right now. But if I could sum up – and. Good for everyone else who just got to watch this as an eight-hour piece. But if I could sum up like sort of our journey through the boys, it was like four episodes of like, okay, that's like it's doing things. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's okay. And then this is maybe the third episode in the row in a row where we're like, fucking shit, yeah. the boys. Yeah, it's 
awesome. And it, it's about li- little things they decide to do. Like the flat, we see Busher's flashbacks in his fight with Mesmer. Every time he yeah. hits Mesmer, beating the shit out of him, we Ugh. get to finally get his origin story. Yeah, that's so fucking quicker than most flashbacks and smart. It's such a good fucking idea. And in well, that scene, the most fucking brutal, oh, so brutal face smash I think we've seen on any of these shows. I thought that uh, our good friend Haley Joel was going to take a couple of punches uh-huh. and then walk away. No. Uh, he hit him with everything and the kitchen sink <laughs> of the bathroom. God damn it. I call the bathroom sink the kitchen sink of the bathroom. Just so everybody knows. Uh, so the, the crew has now sided with the CIA and are going after Vought. But we had, at the end of this episode... As the CIA is confronting Vought, we now know that there are super terrorists. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Which she called, oh, my God, a terrorist soup. A yeah. terrorist which soup. Which is Come as on. scary as it sounds not delicious, I will say. <laughs> it's gazpacho. It's, it's absolutely. You call, the, you call that a super terrorist. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's too confusing to say terrorist soup. You don't think any CIA analyst would just smirk in the background? Just like, <laughs> also, uh, meanwhile, The Deep is just in Sandusky, Ohio. Just. Have you guys ever known anybody from that area? No. Because the show is really getting this right. The only thing they talk about or care about is Cedar Point and the roller coasters that are there. And how yeah. Akron sucks. Yeah. Yeah, we're really close to Akron. How do you guys feel about, like, it's not a redemption arc, but it is humanizing him more than we've seen. I think that this is a very well done way of doing this character where, yes, the, the opening episode, like, he's a piece of shit. Like and he continues to be like I think the thing I like about it is that they don't try and redeem him. Mm-hmm. He continues to be a piece of shit, but he's a piece of shit who has other hobbies. Uh-huh. And I think what they're trying to do is like so often in media when you see someone who's like a sexual assaulter and has that power dynamic, they're just an over the top evil person. Mm-hmm. I think what they're trying to do is like other people who are just regular ass dudes also are monsters. And, and I don't think that what he went through in this episode redeems him, but no. uh, and it didn't really feel like revenge for the audience either. I didn't feel good about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. But explain it was, what it is. It was uh, it was like it was an interesting dynamic. I'm not saying that uh, what he did to Starlight is the same as he brings a girl home, and it turns out that she's really only interested in what a freak he is. Mm-hmm. Takes off his shirt. He's got gills, and it doesn't matter how many times he says stop doing that, she keeps fingering the gills, Ugh. and. He just sort of sits there and takes it and doesn't do all of the things that people say you should do when you're being sexually assaulted. Yeah. It was horrifying to watch. And I think another smart thing the boys, the show is doing is the boys comic book plays gore and this kind of stuff for laughs and sickening amounts of blood or this is just sad and dark to watch. And that hits harder. Yeah. It's, it's a real struggle. Unfortunately, no one the five. I know. That is all the time we have to talk about the boys. Let's go around for moments of the week, Ryan. Let's do a bunch of it next week. Okay. Let's yeah. talk so much about the let's, boys. Let's just talk so much about the boys. My moment of the week is, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm bummed that Dan Stevens got Best Actor last week, but I wonder if things potentially could have been different if the boys came out sooner. What this guy is doing with Homelander yeah. is oh, man. such like, it just feels like such surface level Superman make funnery. And then every episode that goes by, this motherfucking terrible terrorist, broken-souled asshole, I, he's doing great. Yeah. I, I'll I, learn his name for next week. Yeah. Homelander. Mike? Uh, I'm going to do a Homelander. I'm going to zoom in. Uh, it's just that we find out he calls normal human people mud people. Yeah. Mud so people. casually. Uh, it was... Ugh. 
I don't need that in my head. Um, I'm going to break my own rule and give two very quick ones. Uh, one is he's the deep is being introduced, and the guy says there's a there's a Dairy Queen, and he goes like blizzards and stuff. <laughs> uh, and also when Homelander is like make like saying to everyone else in the the seven, you guys have been real sloppy. Except for you, Black Noir, you've been <laughs> yeah, great dude. because Black Noir is my favorite goddamn character, and I never want to find out another fact about him. I for think he's a season, robot. For season two, we are definitely going to have our Black Noir moment every <laughs> yeah. week, and because it really. We can describe literally everything he does in a couple of seconds. Yeah, it's just Black Noir sits there and he stares at people. The Boys is on Amazon Prime. Guys, watch the show if you're not already. Next up is Preacher. On this week's episode of Preacher, Jesse finds himself in heaven and meets up with Fiore. You remember that guy? Like the small chin angel? Oh, yeah. Who tells him that it's now his turn to take over the throne and be God. (laughs) Haha, just kidding, Jesse. You're in hell. And how was making you think that? Meanwhile, Tulip and Cassidy are trying to figure out how to move on from Jesse's death during another heist, this time to kidnap the original Humperdew, who was being held in a synagogue. Also, Hairstar gets his dick ripped off by a dingo who runs away with it in its mouth. Of course. Taste Buds, I ask you this. At this point, are we as the audience the dingo, Hairstar, or the dick? I think we're the dick. Yeah, we're the dick. Which is a weird thing to, to realize. Like, as you said that, I was like, oh no, we're the dick. We're trapped between the creators, Hairstar... And enjoyment, which is the dingo, <laughs> the and, dingo ate our enjoyment, and and we're just we're just being ripped away. But we're, no, I, I think that Hairstar is our old life, and yeah. Preacher is the dingo, and we're the dick. So they Preacher tore us, and now Preacher's carrying us to somewhere we don't want to be. I feel like we're about to dip into like a Pulp Fiction. I used to think that I was the shepherd, <laughs> but now I think that I'm, I'm the iniquity of evil men. Uh, at this point, just like in the comic, um, Hairstar is falling apart, like he's borderline a human. And then God says, hey, I think you betrayed me recently. So here we go. Dingo comes up, uh, jumps on, bites his dick, and cuts it clean off in such a way where it's not like he just started mangling it. Uh, cho- chews it off in such a way where like it's, his giant dick is in his mouth. And the dingo just runs toward the camera, dick flopping in the <laughs> air for all to see. Preacher. Uh, preacher. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is um, they ask every humper dude to dance. And if it can't dance, that means it's not the original. And then Hitler... I uh, will shoot him. And that's like, that's sort of my feelings about dance. Like you either know how to do it and you live it and you love it. Or like, why are you even here right now? You know, I agree. All right. Preacher is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Pennyworth. While Martha and Thomas confront Crowley over his strange party and the return of Patricia, turns out that Thomas has been working for the CIA the whole time. What? Meanwhile, Alfred and the lads track down the identity of a wanted killer. And Alfred gets kind of the crap kicked out of him at a rich party. Taste buzz, I ask you this. Uh, it does look like the devil is about to just show up and fight Martha and Thomas Wayne. Cool. Would that make you want to watch Pennyworth? Yeah, a little bit. Would you be more likely to watch Pennyworth if it was called Pennyworth the Dancing Clown? Yes. And he went and solved crimes with like dancing that weird kicky leg way. Fear. <laughs> uh, well, Pennyworth is on Epics on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Titans. In the season two premiere of Titans, Beast Boy and Raven take on Trigon and a possessed dick. Meanwhile, Hawk and Dove try to enlist Batman's help, but only end up with Jason fucking Todd before meeting up with Donna and Starfile. Eventually, everyone becomes possessed and beats the shit out of Beast Boy before a series of talking each other out of possession begins. Taste buds ask you this. Uh, what do you think is gained by quickly wrapping up season one's entire plot before just teasing what's going to come in the next season? I mean, it goes back to that old thing of like, and comic books do this all the time of, uh, it's like throwing good money after bad. Do we have to like spend all of season two dealing with how shitty season one is? Mm. Or should we just say, fuck it, and then move on? I, I wonder if it's that thing or the... Uh 
what I call the Resident Evil effect, where every Resident Evil movie, they end on a cliffhanger that seems like it's going to be a huge, big thing, and then the next movie comes along and like, we can't pull this off. <laughs> Let's just scrap it in the first 10 minutes, and we'll do a different movie. Every single one? Every single, for the last five so, Resident Evil movies, they've been like, ah, oh, there's a one million clones of Mia Jovovich, and then the first 10 minutes, all those clones fucking die in the next so movie. So now it's a feature, not a bug of that series. Yeah, n- now there's like, ah, oh, she's going to the White House, first 10 minutes. Ah, you gotta turn around. There's something <laughs> that we need on the other side of the country. It sounds like a really old school serial, like Tarzan, where you would go, yeah. and they would never... Like stick the landing of right. a cliffhanger. It was like, oh, and then he landed and everything was fine. This was 45 minutes wrapping up Trigon and then just Dick talking to Batman. We see Slade Wilson and that he's about to get back in the game. They have Titans Tower in San Francisco now. It was just like previews, 15 minutes of previews. I for just remembered that Robin's name is Dick Grayson. Yeah, because when you said, <laughs> she was like, Dingo came up and ate Dick. And it's like, well, that's like the other show. Um, who is Slade? Slade is uh, Deathstroke. Don't say Deathstroke. Who is playing Deathstroke? I don't know. Uh, you don't recognize Some him? dude. With a one eye. Uh, with a one eye? Like a dick? <laughs> Some dude with a one eye. Uh, do you wish, based on this, that you could have known all this, skipped episode one, and watched episode two next week? Yes, probably. And I, don't, I didn't hate... And Batman, this is the first like happy Batman we've seen in forever. He just like gives Dick a hug, and he's like, dude, I miss you. Like, How are you? Aww. This is Khaleesi's right-hand man, yeah, right? Yeah, Jonah Mormont himself. Oh, for saying I thought we were talking about Jason Momoa. I was like, how the fuck did I get him? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, Mike, did you have a moment of the week? Literally everybody who meets Jason Todd fucking hates jason todd which awesome. is how comic fans felt about him he has the most punchable face they cast this kid because of his face he's so annoying is it billy and, zabka yes and the world acts like it is billy zabka all right uh titans is on dc universe keep watching that until we get the news that dc universe is no longer a service now for our final show fear the walking dead this week on Fear the Walking Dead, we are introduced to Jenny, who was fired from the boys just in time to show up here and be a member of a militia that may or may not be the same as Isabel's from the first half of the season. In a surprising twist, her and her crew end up killing Logan, so there goes that storyline. She then tries to convince Wait, the good guys. <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> she then tries to convince the good guys to join up with her. Taste about to ask you this. What was the point of the whole Logan plotline again? He's just dead? He's just dead. So what happened was this like militia had hired him to get to the oil refinery for them, and now they showed up, and you think that they're going to kill the good guys, but instead they kill Logan and his entire crew, wipe him off the face of the earth. So, All right. Done. But, so their plan was to hire this guy to be the new nemesis and then kill him and say, side with us anyway? Like, that doesn't make you could just say hey let's be a team. That doesn't fucking make any sense. It's I, I in fairness I did not actually watch the episode, but it seems like this is another segment where they have overstepped their bounds. They're like we're going to do this thing, but now we're just going to cut it and run. Like they they already did a time jump so that they could be like all right, our guys already run the refinery that we only mentioned last half of the season. And now, like, we've gotten to the refinery, and they're like, all right, kill these guys, and now there's an, a different thing. I just don't... And there's three more episodes of the season. I just don't understand why include Logan. And the person who got fired, is that the red-headed yes, like, the PR red-headed, person? Yeah, the red-headed PR person from The, the Boys. Last week, we saw her get fired That's on so The Boys. That's so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> this week, she is now, like, the main runner of the militia on Fear the Walking Dead. Did she, she run it with, like, a suitcase with, like, uh, <laughs> stickers of the boys on it? Yeah, she ran it. She's like, I'm so I'm so sorry. Okay, which one of you has a meeting with the, <laughs> with the president? <laughs> Trying to catch up here. Uh, so, yeah, that's Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead is on AMC on Sunday nights. You're, that's it. Those are the shows. Uh, that's all for our show. 
Next week, we're giving away the Shishi for best show of the year. We have the finale of The Boys, and also the Judas contract is coming on Titans, so we'll see what they do now that they have wrapped up all of their first season plotline. Judas is the guy who is the guy who sold out Jesus? Yeah. I think it's the younger sister of Carl from Walking Dead. Right. She sold out Jesus. Yeah. Judas, Judas, Judas. All right, that is all for our show for Ryan. I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Mike for Mike. I'm Greg for Greg. I am the world. Eat my shorts. <laughs>